One man, one mission, to equip the Church of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and awaken the Church to the voice of the Spirit. David Cuppet brings to you the School of the Holy Spirit from one of his many missions from around the world, where he aligns with apostolic leaders to eradicate spiritual blindness and reveal the true authority of believers in Christ, to prophesy, heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse the lepers. Open your heart and get ready to receive all that the Holy Spirit has for you in this week's session of the School of the Holy Spirit. School is in session. My goal, every time I go somewhere, um, and this is this is what I do, this is what the Lord has really called me to do, my goal is that um, you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you're burning with the desire to be in His presence, and that's really an understanding of what the gift of tongues is for. Um, but more importantly, you all prophesy, because if you all prophesy through the vision and the dream of what the Lord is talking to you about, you then are you are uh, the carrier of Christ. You are the carrier of the encounter of Christ. And that's what the world lacks. They've heard all about Jesus, but that's really not what the gospel is. Okay, The gospel is Jesus present doing supernatural things through his body, which is you, the army. Okay, so you're not you're not just a person that, you know, stumbled in here. Okay, the Lord chose you. He picked you out um, and you're never going to be the same. All right. And so the 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 goal of this is um, you literally uh, because you become so profoundly um, in uh, profoundly awakened by the spirit of God that um, the prophetic flow literally comes out of you and everywhere you go you take Christ right you don't have to try to explain Christ to people yeah. you literally speak what Christ is saying and those are two different things right the church is void of the voice the church is not simply written scripture jesus never called you to worship a book he called you to worship mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. and he speaks yeah. right he speaks to every one of you And so the goal is that you become what Christ said you're called to be, which is somebody who hears him, who knows him, who knows him so profoundly that um, literally face to face and his his voice literally um, is upon you at all times. Amen. And so if you get if you get some of my books, I mean, my books, there's a lot of crazy stories in there and. I'll, I'll probably tell you some stories here tonight, but the way this is going to flow tonight is um, <clears throat> when I, when the Lord sends me someplace, um, the Lord always speaks to me about that place before I go. Mm-hmm. And so um, last Saturday morning, the Lord woke me up um, and he, he said these words. He said, Venexium is going to be in Omaha. Okay, I knew what that meant because in 2016, the Lord started to talk to me about this angel called Venexium. Okay, and I know that's kind of crazy for you guys if you've never heard any Christian guy um, talk about the presence of angels, but angels are real. Um, and I'll, 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 you know, Hebrews 1:14 says um, that he that uh, are they not all ministering spirits sent? to um, minister to, to the people, right? Um, angels should be part of what you're called to do, right? And so it's not just you walking around trying to do supernatural things. It's you and all of heaven um, representing the army of God here on earth, right? So if you know Christ, you're never alone, okay? And so I'm going to talk to you about, I, I, I need to teach you a few things about expectation, about why Christ came. He didn't just come to wash your sin away. He came so that you would become supernatural and dominant. And you don't hear that teaching a lot in today's dead, religious, mainstream, comfortable church. Okay. But there's a couple things. He wants all your life. He doesn't want a piece of it. He wants all of you. He wants your heart to worship him. And when you worship him, he will hold nothing back from you. Okay. You with me? Amen. And so, um, my goal is I never uh, leave you the way I found you. Christ never leaves you the way he found you. Okay. He always supernaturally changes you, transfigures you. And there's always a, an awakening to a higher level of gifting. Okay. I'm doing things now that I couldn't do 10 years ago. 
And I was doing things 10 years ago that I couldn't do 15 years ago. Okay. And that's because, um, the Lord built me. Okay. The Lord, the Lord, and, and your expectation is that the Lord should always be pouring into you. Okay. And that's why a prayer life is a central part of a person's life. It's not your church attendance. It's your, it's you every day in the presence of the Lord. Are you with me, church? Amen. Amen. It's you so hungry and desperate for what he has to say to you next. Because what he says to you next will change you into what he's calling you to be. Amen? Yeah. And so you're desperate with expectation that he is building and revealing who you really are. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And so um, I want to I talk about angels here for a second um, to build your expectation around this. And then, and then the way these things always work is I'm going to teach you, right? I think it's important that you have a, a, a scriptural foundation of what I'm talking about. But then there's going to be a whole part of the night that is about impartation in the presence of God. You're going to see prophecy. You're probably going to see deliverance. You're probably going to see, I don't know, I don't know what you're going to see, right? I mean, you're going to see some stuff, okay? Yeah. Um, it's not normal church, but um, it's, it's about Jesus being present. Amen. And so I'm going to, I'm going to walk through a scripture with you about an, about the expectation of angels, um, and, and, uh, what you really are in terms of your relationship with Christ. So I'm going to read this, um, Genesis 28, um, starting with verse 10. This is when Jacob, um, laid his head down on the rock and, uh, the ladder appeared with angels ascending and descending. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to read through this and I'm going to talk talk to you about it for a minute okay so starting with verse 10 it says now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran so he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head and he lay down in the place uh, to sleep okay here's the deal uh, there's, this is a prophetic picture. He actually took the stone, the rock, which is Christ, and he rested on it. He literally put his mind on Christ. Is your mind right now 100% on Christ? Okay. The Lord is calling you to literally change your heart, okay, and set your mind on Christ. A lot of you have been trained that repentance is simply stopping sin. And you always circle around this mountain because it's not about sin. It's about connection to the one who has the ability to cleanse you of sin. Okay. And so if you put your head on the rock, meaning you have made your mind up that you are going to focus on Christ, the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, you embrace the way of the spirit. And we'll talk about the way of the spirit here more tonight. But um, when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost and you have the ability to pray in the spirit, you can set your heart on Christ anytime you want. Okay. Right. So the question is, do you want to, do you want to do it his way? He's actually given you his spirit to pray through you, um, to actually do the work. And all he's asking for is your heart to do it his way. Right. But many of you have been, many of you have been trained, just come to church on Sunday, right? You're, you're going through the motions. Um, but Christ is asking for your heart and your mind to be set on him because he has a plan for you that can only be unveiled by him revealing it to you. Okay. Every one of you have a deep call upon your life and you may not know it, but you feel this hunger, like this drawing Mm -hmm. to it. Okay. And, and some of what we're going to do here tonight is about you learning the simple aspect of the gospel, which is he gives you his spirit and a way to call on him. Okay. So that you can actually embrace and uh, rely on Christ who promises to speak to you, okay? That's one of the, that's one of the most underlying um, fallacies in the church is that Christ only speaks to a few people and you have to depend on your pastor. Yeah. That's a lie, yep. okay? Christ, Christ has a plan for every one of you, yeah. okay? And he promised in Joel 2.28, right? It says he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Sons and daughters will dream dream, right? Dream dreams, have visions, right? That's how he speaks. Okay. You should expect to dream dreams and have visions. Amen. And so you're going to see prophecy tonight. You're going to see um, uh, people experience the presence of God because of a release of what the Lord is showing me. Okay. But that gift um, is supposed to flow through everybody. 
Okay, first first Corinthians chapter twelve gifts are for the body. Turn to your neighbor and say, That's you. That's you. Right? Prophecies for you. Right? Words of knowledge are for you. Healing is for you to flow through you. Discerning of spirits is to flow through you. Right? Every gift of the Spirit is to flow through every one of you. You are the army of God. You're not called to sit in a pew. You're called to be an army. And the way you're made as an army is through His power. Right? You know Him so profoundly that you literally can't be stopped. Amen? All right, so... <laughs> so it's, it says that He laid his, his head on the rock and He fell into a deep sleep. That's a symbolism of rest, okay? You know what rest is? Rest is not not working on Sunday. Okay, that's not rest. Okay? That's, a, that's an old covenant ritual of not working according to the, to the law. But rest is literally having comfort in the Spirit of God speaking to you. And you find rest everywhere you go. In the hardest times in life, you're at rest because you know His will. You know He's in it. And even though you're walking through the valley, the shadow of death, right? You will fear no evil because God is with you. Amen? Amen. And so rest is not about your surroundings and how hard or easy life is at the time. Rest is about you trusting. Are you, is your spirit, is your soul right now at rest? Because you know Him. And the Lord says, my sheep will know my voice, right? Amen? You will know Him so profoundly that you will rest. Even though life may be tough or may, it, maybe you're going through an easy time of life. But you, he, you encounter him. He encounters you. Okay, he is your strength. Yeah. And and people, when you're in your own strength, life will be tough. But no matter what's going on around you, when you know him, right, you have an ability to have impact on life on yeah. on the world around you. All right. So, um, verse twelve. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Okay? Who's the ladder? The ladder is Christ. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that prophetic picture of that here in a minute. But the picture here is when Christ, who was sent by the Father, connects heaven and earth, right? That's what Christ did. He broke down the middle wall of separation, he broke down the wall. So there's this ladder connecting, right? When you're in Christ right now. Um, you're connected by Jesus the ladder, okay? Verse 13, And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I, the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Who's doing the work? God. So this is a prophecy. He's in Jacob's in a dream hearing the Lord say, this is what's going to happen. You're going to invade this land. I'm giving it to you. Right. When you have a dream, what's happening? The Lord is giving it to you. He's revealing his destiny for your life. Okay. Who does the work? Christ, right? God, he's, he's doing the work. That's how powerful prophecy and dreams are. Okay. The Lord does the work, but he needs it to be released. Okay. Verse 16. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid, meaning he wasn't afraid like you, you would perceive like anxiety. He's actually trembling in the fear of the Lord. The Lord is so present upon him that he's in awe, right? Has anybody ever shaken under the power of the Spirit that you're like, my God, he's real. He's alive, my God. I fear nothing else but Christ, right? Amen. That's what's happening here. He has an encounter, right? Jacob's having an encounter. Who wants an encounter? Yeah. Say this with me. Say, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. I want my encounter. I want my encounter. You gave it to Jacob. You, gave it to Jacob. you promised it to your sons and daughters. You promised it to your sons and That's daughters. That's me. That's 
I want my encounter. Change my life. I give you permission to invade my dream life. To give me visions that you would reveal yourself and identify what I'm really called to do. In Jesus' name. Do you feel that come upon your head? Huh? Do you feel the tinglys on your head? See, you have the ability to cry out with faith and 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 expect him to come. Amen? Amen. All right. Verse 16, then Jacob awoke from sleep. This is all sleep. He's he's, he's literally in the supernatural, right? In his sleep. He says, "Surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it." And he was he was afraid. And and how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God and this is the gate of heaven. Okay. So let me let me explain something to you about the house of God. Is the church the house of God? No. no. Who says no? Who says yes, the church is the house of God? My God, you guys are smart. <laughs> okay, so let me explain something real quick. Um, 2 Samuel chapter 7, David is king. And he looks around and he says, God, our God is still in an ark without a home. He says, we're going to build him a house, right? Right. Later that night, Nathan, the prophet is woken up by the Lord. He says, you go tell David that he is my house, right? That I will rest. I rest on David. Now you got to understand how profound this is because the Lord chose a man to rest on, not a building. Okay. What did Jesus come as? Man. He came as a man, but who's who? Who is he a son of? He's a son of David. There's a prophecy in Amos nine eleven. It says the tabernacle of David that has fallen down, which is the place of the presence of God. I will rebuild and restore. Okay, right. And so Jesus coming as the son of David was actually fulfilling a prophecy that no longer would God rest in an ark or on the mercy seat on a replica, but you, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, would be his house. Right? Yeah. Say, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. I am your house. I am your house. I am the place where I set my heart. I am the place where I set my heart. That you will rest upon it. That you will rest upon it. Holy Ghost right now. Holy Ghost right now. Rest upon me. Rest upon me. Alright, so here's the deal. This you being the house of the Lord. Think about this. Holy heck. I am what carries Christ across this earth. Do you do you revere that? Do you have reverence for the fact that the Lord has chosen you? Is your mind set on him the way he set on you? Or is your mind set on the world? Because you'll never become supernatural with a mind that's set on the world. When Christ says, I want to rest on you, will you let me rest on you? Right? So he's prophesying here. Jacob has this revelation. He says, this is the house of God. He's talking about a revelation that God the the ladder came upon him angels were ascending and descending and he says this is the house right okay and because he's the house he becomes a gate he he is what it releases heaven okay so there's a guy walking down the street he's crippled there's another guy out there demonized What's preventing the demonized guy from having deliverance and having those demons cast out? What's preventing the guy that's crippled from being healed? If the Lord is resting on you, what's preventing it? Do you have your gate closed or do you have your gate open? The Lord's ready. The Lord is ready, but he, he's, he needs an army who has a mind who's set on him and says, I know the Lord heals. I know the Lord delivers. I know what the Lord wants to do. So are you his house? Huh? Is anybody here his house? Huh? The Lord is looking for a house. He's looking for one man to be his house. One man can go wreck a city. One man can go be sent to nations. Amen. Are you that guy? Tell your neighbor you're that guy. Come on, you're that guy. <laughs> you're that guy, baby. 
You see, this, this, this is the vision of Christ. Jesus said this in Mark 16. Mark 16, verse 15. Go into the world and preach the gospel. It's not talking about Jesus. It's not just talking about Jesus, okay? He says, go into the world and preach the gospel. These signs will follow those that believe. In my name, you will cast out demons. You will pray in tongues. You will take up serpents. Okay, that that actually means you will fight demonic powers. You will pick fights with the devil because you are in dominion. Not afraid of them, but knowing Christ rests on you, the most dominant force on earth is not the devil. It's Christ. But he needs a person to know who you are in Christ. I am born again to cast out devils, raise the dead, heal the sick, take the real gospel to the broken, the lame, the lost, and reveal Christ. Not just go sit in a pew. Well, that was a good one, Pastor. (laughs) Amen? You're not pew sitters. Tell your neighbor you weren't born to sit in a pew. You were born to raise the dead. Heal the sick. Cast out demons. And pick fights with demonic powers. Amen. Amen. But see, you're supposed to have you're supposed to have all all the ability of heaven with you, right? And Jesus said that angels should be normal in your life. Okay, this is this is where we're going in the New Testament. Go with me to John 147. John chapter 1, verse 47. Okay, it says uh, in verse 47, Now Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no deceit. Nathanael was shocked and he says, How did you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. What's Jesus talking about here? Jesus is saying, Because the Holy Spirit is upon me, he shows me visions. He gives me insight. He lets me see what's ahead of me. Okay? I told you. When I first started, that the Lord woke me up and said, Venexium is going to be in Omaha, right? Yeah. Is that similar to what Jesus did in this situation? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know that visions and dreams and words of knowledge about what's coming, prophecy, should be a normal, everyday mm-hmm. thing in your life? Yeah. How are you supernatural if you're not getting insight from the Holy yeah. Spirit? Yeah. Oh, wait, you're relying on your own strength. I, I forgot. You're the modern day regular comfortable church no. is that you no it better not be you no. <laughs> <laughs> you see the modern day church is about being comfortable not being um not taking risk not trusting christ not expecting the dead to be raised not even praying for him not even hoping that christ would show up and and being vulnerable okay but here's the deal as you give your life to Christ, visions and dreams are a normal thing because you no longer rely on your your own strength. You rely on the strength of Christ. Yeah. And it's all connected to your willingness to get up and pray. See, a lot of people don't know what to pray, so they don't pray. How, is that you? Okay. Do you know that Christ literally removes all of your excuses? Okay. When you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, okay, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, um, Romans eight twenty six says this: For when we do not know what to pray for as we ought, the Holy Spirit makes intercession a groaning through us, with groanings we don't understand. Right? Verse twenty seven says: Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the perfect will of God. Okay, what does that mean? That means that when you're baptized in the Holy Ghost and you simply you are praying His perfect will and trusting that the Spirit is praying through you. 
And when he wants to reveal to you what is coming out of your mouth, guess what? He shows you visions. Okay? So what's stopping you right now from praying in tongues? Your mind and your heart. It's not him because he's willing to pray at all at all at all times, right? And he he removes all of your inability to pray when you say, "I don't know what to pray for." He goes, "I got the solution." Come on, I got the solution. I got the solution. I bypass all of your inability, and it's shadaba soto onde bypasses all of your own strength because that. That language is not coming from you. It's the Holy Ghost praying through you. It's His strength. And it's a foundational thing, right? It's it's extremely foundational and purposed with intent. He does it on purpose because you can't fake it. You can't fake it in your own strength. Okay, and if you choose not to do it His way, you're faking it in your own strength. Because you can try and try and try. You can try to use this scripture and you can try to use that scripture. But guess what? You eventually will run out of your own strength. You will fall on your face. And Jesus said this, either um, you fall on the rock or the rock falls on you. And when you run out of your own strength and say, what am I doing wrong? Why can't I do this? Why don't people, when I witness to them, why don't they change? You know why? Because you're choosing to do it in your own strength. You can know all about Scripture and, and, and Jesus. You can know about it. But when you rely on Him, it's a completely different thing. And He says that when you pray in my spirit, I will speak to you. Okay? So Jesus, what did Jesus do? What was Jesus' life like? Every, every, you read the Gospels. He goes into prayer. Right? He comes out and He says, boys, I had a vision. We're going to the woman at the well. He goes into prayer. Boys, I had a vision. We're going to the man chained to the tombs. Boys, I had a vision. I prayed all night. We're going. We're going to the 5,000. Right? How do you know where you're going if you're not praying? Come on, church. How do you know where you're going if you're not praying? How do you know what's ahead of you in life? How do you know what your purpose is if you're not praying using His strengths? Yeah. And if you've never prayed in tongues, I guarantee you by the end of the night, you're going to be praying in tongues. Okay? If you want to pray in tongues, if you're willing to fall on the rock, you, the Spirit of God will pray through you. Okay? It's not if. It's whether your heart, you really want His way. Yeah. Instead of trying to do it in your own strength. All right. Back to, back to uh, I got off on a tangent there. <laughs> Sorry, that was rabbit trail number one. Um, so John 1 verse 49, Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel, right? He's in shock that Jesus saw him sitting under the fig tree moments before, right? He was brought there by Philip. Jesus answered and said to him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe you will see greater things than these? And he said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the son of man. Okay, Jesus is the latter, right? And he's saying, you also will see angels ascending and descending, right? On the son of man. He's talking in in two contexts. One is you're going to see me, Jesus, doing supernatural ministry over the next three years. It's going to blow your mind. You're going to see the dead raised. You're going to see demons cast out of people. You're going to see people healed. You're going to see the Pharisees ready to kill me. You're going to see everything because heaven is present. Angels and angels are ascending and descending upon me. That's how I see vision. That's how I do supernatural things. He's also prophesying that in... He's also prophesying that in the resurrection, okay, in the resurrection, when he pours out of his spirit upon who? All flesh. That's you. When he pours out his spirit upon all flesh and you become the house of God, guess what happens to you? You're in Christ, right? Yeah. So then angels have the ability to ascend and descend upon you. Okay. Amen. Do you expect an angels? Do you expect supernatural encounters yes. with, with angels? Yes. Amen? Yes. I could tell you stories all night long about angels. But, I mean, I've had, I've had the Lord tell me to do things with angels and gold dust appear on people. Wow. I've had the Lord tell me to do things with, angel, you know, prophesying that angels would come into the room, oil run down my face, 
I've had people with glitter and, and gold, gold appear on their hands. Um, signs and wonders. It's not me. I mean, it definitely is not me. I just, I mean, I take some guts to say, Hey, the Lord says an angel is going to be here tonight. And this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You can believe me or not, but I'm not here to, to be the one that convinces you. I'm here to be the gate that allows the Lord to convince you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So I believe that that angel, which I'm going to talk about here in a minute, I believe that angel has, is coming here tonight to impart something to you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You with me? Amen. So what's the term born again mean? Does it simply mean that you you uh, go to an altar and you you have a few tears and I know man I had did some bad things and man I just I need Jesus is that being born again? I, I would argue with you that that is not really being born again. Born again actually has three aspects um, that you need to understand. Okay, in John chapter three, Jesus Jesus says this. Um, he he first says in verse three he says. Um, uh, you must be born again to see the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Verse five, he says, you must be born again to enter the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean when you die, that actually means to encounter heaven now. Mm-hmm. Not only should you expect a sea vision, but you should have supernatural encounters that take you to heaven. You should have angelic counters where um, literally you are entering a supernatural world. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the third thing is once you see then you enter reveals what really um, gives you life. And that is verse seven. It's, he says, you must be born of water and the spirit, right? You must be moved by the wind. He's talking. The wind is a, is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. How does the Holy Spirit speak to people? Dreams and visions, mm-hmm. unctions, right? He, 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 he reveals himself to you. Okay. And so seeing entering and being moved it's one thing to have to see it's a whole other thing to have the lord encounter you then he sends you the wind of god comes upon you and begins to send you places why because you have an impartation to give he can't send you until you have an impartation to give right and it all starts with a prayer life and if you if you receive one vision for example tonight you receive your first vision and you see the guy down at the 7-Eleven with a white shirt. Um, and the Lord says, I want you to go to 7-Eleven and lay your hands on that guy. He's a drug addict. He's going to get delivered and you obey him. Guess what? You learn to see, to enter and to be moved by the wind. Wow. Right? Yeah. That's what born again is. Yeah. It's voice driven. Yeah. The vision of the Lord is his voice. Okay, so if you're if you are actually following him, he makes you supernatural. You could you could never make yourself supernatural. Okay, and the ladder the ladder is is something that literally um, is what because you are the house of the Lord. The ladder actually Christ present is where the angels ascend and descend upon you. He said that you will see it. Tell your neighbor you're going to see it. You're going to see the angels ascend and descend. Amen. Come on, tell them again. You're going to see the angel of the Lord ascend and descend upon your life. Amen. A couple more here, and then we're going to start to pray. Um, the question is, is your conscience cleansed? Okay? Where do you rest your mind determines whether or not you're, you're cleansed. Okay? It's, it's, not, it's not whether you went to an altar. It's where you actually set your mind on. If you are literally on fire, and your mind's on Christ and what He wants to do, you're cleansed. Okay? But here's the deal. Hebrews 9.13 says, For if the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the peering of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit, right, through the Holy Spirit, offered Himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works? Who struggles with the same junk day after day? 
week after week, unable to break it. Yeah. You need your conscience cleansed, man. Yeah. My Bible says that if the blood of Jesus comes upon me, if the fire of the Holy Ghost comes and he cleanses me, guess what? He's going to heal me. Yeah. He's going to deliver me. He's going to make me something I could never make on my own. He's going to make me a supernatural one. Amen? Amen. Say this with me. Say, say Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Reveal, Reveal in my heart, in my heart everything, everything that needs cleansed. That needs cleansed. And I pray that your blood will come upon me tonight and wash me in such a supernatural way that I would be delivered from what haunts me, what chains me, and what imprisons me. That I would be baptized in fire. That the eyes of my heart would be flooded with light. That I would dream your dream and see your vision. And I would go into the world. Raising the dead. Healing the sick. Praying in tongues. Prophesying. And baptizing thousands. In the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so here's the deal. Let's expose some powerless religion because I know I know you guys have been around some powerless junk, right? And you got to get your mind straight on what it means to truly walk in the power of the Spirit, okay? This is Luke 11, verse 18. Jesus is actually laughing at the Pharisees because um, they um, are mocking him, but they're the ones who can't cast out demons, Okay. This is Luke 11, verse 18. Jesus is responding to their accusation that he casts out demons by Beelzebub, by by Satan's power. Okay, Jesus responds and says, If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? Because you say I cast out demons by Beelzebub. If I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. Who's he talking about here? Who's they? He's talking about the Pharisees' inability to cast out demons because they didn't have the power of the Spirit. Pharisees couldn't do it, okay? They they had no power. And he's saying that you will try to cast out a demon. You will try to help a person with anxiety. You will try to help a person with depression. You will try to help a person who, who has a sickness. You will try to do it, but the demons will be your judges because you don't have the power to judge them. That's pretty freaky. Okay? Let me read it again. Because I say, because you say I cast out demons by Beelzebub, and if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? He was mocking them. He's laughing at them because they can't cast out demons. And they're seeing Jesus do something they couldn't do. So they're saying that must be Satan. I want to warn you. If you start operating in the supernatural, dead religious people will accuse you of doing many things that are not of God. They'll say, oh, you're not of Jesus. That's not the way the church functions. All you have to do is come in and sit, stand up, sit down, do some smells, do some bells, do some little, you know, uh, rosary beads and, you know, say, do these things. If you just do all these rituals, but Jesus didn't actually, you know, you're not expected to actually cast out a demon, right? Religious hates. Religion hates the supernatural because they don't have the power of the Spirit. Okay? Anybody in a church that says you can't do that stuff here? I know you guys have been in churches. You probably grew up in churches like that. Right? We we don't do that. Jesus doesn't do that anymore. Jesus doesn't talk anymore. The gifts of the Spirit passed away. That doesn't exist anymore. You know why? Because they never encountered the real Christ. If they encountered the real Christ and He literally spoke to them, they would, they would never say that Jesus doesn't talk anymore, so you just have Scripture. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Everything I do is, I, I explain a lot of Scripture to talk about and explain the supernatural, but I prophesy by the Spirit of God. I cast out demons by the Spirit of God. 
And Jesus, Jesus goes on to say here, verse 20 says, but if I cast out demons with the finger of God, what's the finger of God? It's the Holy Ghost. Okay, Jesus is saying, it's, it's the Holy Ghost that is upon me that is the power. He says, I cast out demons by the Holy Spirit, the finger of God. It's the reach of God out of heaven, okay? It's the reach of God out of heaven that equipped Jesus. It's the Father's ability, the power out of heaven that was upon Jesus, okay? And that's why it is so profound that you get baptized in the Holy Ghost because then you function in the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? Notice that Jesus isn't quoting Scripture here to cast out demons. He's not, he's not saying John 1, 2 says da-da-da, okay? There wasn't a New Testament, right? It wasn't even written yet. He wasn't quoting Scripture. He walked with somebody. It's called the Holy Ghost, right? He walked with the Holy Ghost. Jesus is saying, I cast out demons with the finger of God, which is the Holy Spirit. Surely the kingdom has come upon you if I do, right? When a strong man fully armed guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scattered. Okay? Judgment is revealed in relational power. You don't have the ability to judge anything if you're just quoting scripture. Okay? Anybody, monks, um, Hindus can quote the Bible. And they do, a lot. But it's the Spirit of God who says, this guy has an aneurysm on his brain, and that's what I want to attack. This guy has a serpent wrapped around his spine that has caused him a crippling effect in his body. That's what I'm going after today. Jesus casts out demons by what? The Holy Ghost, the finger of God. Okay, say Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Make me a deliverance minister. Make me a deliverance minister. Speak to me. Speak to me. About the people around me. About the people around me. About their needs. About their needs. And how you want to reveal yourself to them. And how you want to reveal yourself to them. And I'll go do it. And I'll go do it. Come on, say it again. I'll go do it. I'll go do it. Come on, speak to me, Holy Ghost. Speak to me, Holy Ghost. About the people around me. And I will go to reveal heaven on earth. To reveal heaven on earth. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Get ready, church. <laughs> Get ready, church. You see, this is all about impartation. Okay? Jesus, this ladder, depended, right? He depended on the Spirit of God. He depended on heaven, the angelic forces coming up and down upon him, right? So the kingdom of heaven is not about learning. You see, the religious church makes it about learning. Memorize this scripture. Memorize this. Memorize that, right? It's going to make you better. No, no, no. Encounters with the one who imparts makes you better. Jesus said, I cast out demons by what? By the finger of God, which is impartation. He's talking about the power, the tangible presence comes upon a person and drives out demons, heals the sick, raises the dead. Right? It's not you. If it's not you, who is it? So who's your strength? The Holy Ghost. And if the Holy Ghost is your strength, it's about impartation. You are, you are sent on this earth as a gate to release heaven on earth. Isn't that what Jesus said? Our Father who reigns in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is where? In heaven. In heaven. My God, he's telling you, you're supposed to know what's going on in heaven yeah. so that you can release it on earth. That, yeah. wasn't a, 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 that wasn't a scripture that you're supposed to say, oh my gosh, I'm going to be holy today. Our Father... Who reigns in heaven. Yeah. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done. And then they sit down and do absolutely nothing. Come on, I grew up in one of those places. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get real holy. We're going to get real holy. Our Father who reigns in heaven. You get my point? Yep. Yes. 
he's he's revealing that you should know what's going on in heaven so that you can be the conduit, the gate that opens because you're the house, right? You're the one who Jesus yeah. rests upon. You're the ladder and the supernatural pours out of you. Yeah. Amen? Amen. You getting a different picture of what you're really supposed to be? Yeah. Yeah. Right? You're an army. Yeah. Right? You're not some broken unable, unqualified person. You have a call on your life. You have a purpose. There's a there's a, there's an intent that the Lord wants to reveal His power in you. He wants to equip you and He's going to send you. Amen? Amen? But the key is you witness by imparting heaven. Not by saying what says here in Luke 22 of 10 that Jesus did this and Jesus did that. And that's all part of the Gospel. But the true Gospel is the power of heaven being released on earth. Yeah. And that only comes from you knowing what he wants to do with that guy and that guy and that guy. Right? Yeah. What do you want to do with my friend, Lord? Why is, why is there depression in, in her life? What, what do I do? Come on, Lord. I'm, I'm interceding yeah. for her. What do you want to yeah. do, Jesus? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Some, you get a vision. Um, she, she, she was abandoned as, as a child. And, um, and when she was abandoned, um, this demon literally wrapped its arm around her and she carries this broken feeling everywhere she goes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I got a word of knowledge. The Lord is, has sending an angel to rip that thing off of you. And my goodness, she has deliverance after 25 years yeah. of walking around with this heavy thing on her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah. You were supposed to do that. Yeah. Right? You're an army. Yep. And I don't care if you've never done it before. But you're going to do it, yep. okay? Because you're going to receive an impartation. So let's just talk about, I want to talk about this angel. But before I do it, I want to tell you a quick story um, just to build your faith. I was in Toledo, Ohio about three months ago, and um, I was ministering. And uh, all of a sudden, um, the Lord shows me a vision of, of this lady, okay? And... <clears throat> When he shows me this vision of this this lady, she was she was probably 26, 27 years old. Um, she was uh, of Mexican descent, um, and uh, the vision was this: I saw Jesus um, walk into her house, and and the house was like crystal clear, clean, like spick and span. There wasn't dirt. There wasn't anything out of place. Everything looked in order. And Jesus looked at her and he walked over to a closet, okay, um, in the middle of the kitchen. He opens the closet and all these bats flew out, okay? Just a little breakdown of, of the vision, okay? Everything can appear righteous and religious, but she was hiding something in, in a closet. The door was shut on it and Jesus was coming that night to open the door and reveal what was really going on in her life. She falls on the ground and begins to confess that she's a practicing witch. Okay? And as she's confessing that she's a practicing witch and she she's she's doing tarot cards, she's casting spells, she's doing Ouija boards. Um, I start asking everybody in the room, who does a Ouija board? Who does crystals? Who does numerology? Who does and I'm naming all these things. People are like, I mean, we we suddenly it turns into a deliverance meeting through one vision and people start confessing their sin and repenting of witchcraft. Demons are flying out of people. Right. And it it just got wild. Okay. And I'm telling you that story because the Lord chose to pick a fight with the darkness that was haunting her. She really didn't want to do it. She had generational curses. She had moms and grandmothers in uh, Santeria and other forms of witchcraft that it was like she she said after it was all done she said I've tried to stop since I was a little girl but this force literally would lead me to do this wow and until a word of knowledge revealed her struggle and brought deliverance on a power came on her literally this demon she's ah she's screaming this demon flies out of her okay and and she's she gets up changed like <gasps> Oh my gosh, I didn't know I could feel peace. Like I've never felt peace like this. What is this? Right? But that's the power of of vision. Okay? That's what angels do in your life. They 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 aid in in revealing um heaven on earth. Amen. Amen. But here's the deal. We're gonna start praying here in a minute, but 
I want to talk to you about this angel named Venexium that the Lord said was going to be here tonight. Okay. In 2016, I had this encounter um, with this angel. Um, I'm taken in a vision to a place that has a marble floor and a ceiling. Connecting the floor and the ceiling are thousands of pillars that connect the walls, making stone prisons and tombs. It's like this this whole marble complex of of uh, prison cells. Okay. An angel named Venexium appears. The angel touches my hands and he says, impart what sets them free. He turns turns me around and the people appear in front of me. Like I turn around and suddenly these people, they're chained, they're handcuffed, they're imprisoned behind behind bars. So they're entombed, right? As, as I lay hands on the people, um, it's like this wave of lightning comes out. Um, upon the people. When the wave of lightning hits the, the columns, it's like the columns are disintegrated. All the walls fall down, the ceiling lifts, the hard ceiling. It's like there's breakthrough and suddenly there's no limitation and, and these people are, are set free. Okay. What happens next is I see this umbilical cord growing out of their belly and connecting up into heaven. Okay. And written on these umbilical cords, it's like every person grows an umbilical cord and written on it is the word faith. Okay, what's an umbilical cord? It it feeds you when you are so young you can't feed yourself. All right? And so the Lord is saying that He's going to impart faith to you that bypasses all of your inabilities. Right? If you come to Him as a child, right? As a baby, you know what babies do? They say goo goo gaga. They can't even speak English. You know what tongues is in the spirit world? Goo goo gaga. You have no idea what to pray as you are, but goo goo gaga. Are you getting a picture? Yeah. So there's people, I know you've been, some of you have been baptized in the Holy Ghost and you've prayed in tongues, but you don't use the gift to feed yourself. Okay. There's people here who's never prayed in tongues that the Lord is going to break down your walls, okay? Break down your prison cells because His intention is to birth something in you to where you can pray at any minute of the day and begin to feed yourself on spiritual food, not religious powerlessness, okay? But feed yourself on spiritual food. I tell this story a lot, but when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, Jesus became my drug, okay? I could not stop praying in tongues. You know why? Because I knew what it was like for 36 years to live a life with depression, with anxiety, with fear that literally some nights would literally cripple me. Okay? And when I got baptized in the Spirit and I found out that I could fight back and win because I had this ladder resting on me. Amen? I feel that depression coming. And sometimes it took all night, baby. But guess what? I had a weapon. I didn't know what I was going to pray. But I knew the scripture said that when I pray in his language, he feeds me. He delivers me. He heals me. He He hears my cry. And the supernatural elements of heaven come. Amen? Yeah. So the Lord is saying that He wants to impart faith to you. Do you know that? Do you know that you cannot generate faith? A lot of you have functioned in religious systems and mindsets where, when something bad in your life happened, church people actually said to you, "You don't have faith." Who's heard that? Come on now! Oh my God! Every room, every hand in the room has heard that. You know why? Because you sat in religious places. Do you know what that is? That's the demonic world demoralizing you through a religious thought process. Well, you don't have enough faith. Guess what? You're never supposed to have enough faith. You're supposed to rely on the one who is faith. Right? I I don't know what's going to happen, but Shiloh both say, I believe in my God. I believe in the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, three hours later, it took me three hours to break through, but I prayed because I believed. And the Lord said, boom, he shows me what's fighting me. He shows me what's going to happen. He shows me what to do next. And that thing lifts off of me. 
Yeah. Amen? Amen? Come on, I know you guys fight these things. I'm not the only crazy white guy. Nope. Huh? Nope. That's right. That's right. That's right, baby. Shalabo sonde brena. Dondolo bro. Rambe, right? But here's the deal. As the cords grow, they're able to break through into heaven to receive life. Amen. To receive life through this new umbilical cord. And I'll, and I'll leave you with this. Well, two more things. Romans ten seventeen, Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The word, word there is not your Bible. The word, word there is the word rhema. It means the direct voice. Okay? Faith comes from the voice. Now, when you read the Bible, you have to understand some of the Greek meanings of it. The, the English language is a little messy, okay? You can read the Scripture and you think it means one thing, but it, that's, it's, it can be deceiving. And the religious guys will say, just read your Bible. How many heard that? Yeah. Just read your Bible. You're not reading your Bible enough. Yeah. Come on, I know you heard that. Yeah. You're not reading enough. You're not working hard enough. No, 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 no. You, you, you're not being spiritual. You can read. You can be as a, as a normal guy. You can read your Bible, right, and nothing happened. But when you enter the spirit world, right, when you grab hold of this gift called the Holy Ghost, guess what? He imparts faith. Romans ten seventeen. You should actually tattoo this on your arm with a marker here tonight. Faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the voice. The dream and the vision of God. So a lot of you are trying to figure out life. You're trying to figure out what your next step is. And you have no faith for what's next. You know why? Because you haven't heard. Which actually means you need to continue praying. Simply pray because he says, if you pray in my spirit, I will speak to you. Okay, he prides a promise. Goo goo gaga. Everybody say goo goo gaga. Right? Tialabasunde goo goo gaga. And all of a sudden, he's, he, he, you wait until he speaks. And when he speaks and he, he gives you a vision, I know what I'm doing. I know what's fighting me. I know what's coming against me. Right? And when he makes you supernatural like that and you become simple in your faith in hearing him, guess what? He sends you to be the one to take faith to the world. Because the world is void of faith. Men can't create faith. It's a substance. It's a tangible power out of heaven. Okay, you feel the presence of God falling in here? Amen. Amen. My God, I feel, I feel God entering this Amen. place. Jesus, the tangible presence of Jesus um, literally will be upon your life. Yeah. Because you train your mind not to be a religious guy and be condemned like much of the church has condemned you. You're not being spiritual enough. You're not you're not reading enough. No, I, I will say this. Submit yourself to prayer and watch what the Lord does in your life. Yeah. And you have no excuses yep. because even though when you do not know what to pray for as you ought, the Holy Spirit makes intercession for you. Yeah. Romans 8.26, the Holy Ghost is my intercessor. Yep. Say it with me. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is, my intercessor. is my intercessor. When I don't know what to pray, the Holy Ghost prays through me. Amen. Amen. And if you understand that, then you really understand the picture of what a church should look like. Okay? A lot of you have sat in pews in powerlessness, absolute demise, you know, unchanged for decades. Okay? But here's the deal. Um, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 24 and 25. He's talking about a group of people and an unbeliever come into the room. Okay? When an unbeliever comes into the room, he doesn't say, get up and quote a bunch of scripture. He actually says, verse 24, but if all prophesy and an unbeliever or an uninformed person comes in, he is convinced by all, he is convicted by all, and thus the secrets of his heart are revealed. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God and say he's real. You see, your goal as a church is to prophesy to people and people get up saying, my God, he's real. Yeah. He just spoke to my heart. He's real. Yeah. He's literally real because you took Christ to the world. Amen. Yep. Are you with me? Yes. All right. I know I, I uh, covered a lot of stuff, but here, here's the deal. 
And you got it was good, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Here's the deal, guys. Um, Your prayer life is imperative. Jesus gave one thing when he when when he was walking on the earth, right after after he he went to the cross, right he goes he goes to hell. He takes the keys of life and death. He holds all keys. He holds that's a symbol of power. He holds all power, right? And he walked on the earth for forty days before he ascended into heaven. He says, do not leave this city. Luke 24, 49. Do not leave this city until I send upon you the Holy Spirit. Right? He sends one thing. The very thing that made him supernatural was the Holy Spirit. And he valued it so much. He he, he was victorious on the cross. Not so that you would fight the same sin the rest of your life but so you would actually be baptized in the fire of the Holy Ghost and overcome through impartation what you can't stop. A lot of you guys have fought the exact same thing and you've condemned yourself because you don't have the ability to stop it. And every so often it circles back around and haunts you. And the Lord is saying, I sent one thing called the Holy Ghost, the fire that will cleanse your conscience. The blood that will literally wash you clean, right? And that your mind would be set on what the Spirit is saying, right? And when your mind is set on what the Spirit is saying, you literally become a supernatural one. Amen? So is there anybody who's been fighting the same junk for years? Amen? Yeah. Yeah, my God, we got the right crowd, right? Jesus valued the Holy Spirit. It was the one thing he sent. And I know many of you have grown up in places where all you heard was read, memorize the scripture. You're not reading enough, right? And that's the wrong message. Scripture itself doesn't save. The Bible actually says the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the baptism of fire that makes you supernatural. Amen? Yeah. And I believe that this angel is present in this place tonight because the Lord said Venexium will be in Omaha. Yeah. And this impartation is an ability to break you out, okay? To break you out of, of prisons that you've dealt with for decades and have been unable to overcome it. Break you out of pain. Break you out of struggle. Break you out of depression. Break you out of a thought process that is limited, break you out of generational curses, break you out of all of your inhibitions and inabilities, all the lies, the curses that have cursed you in a way that have caused divorce, alienated you and said, you're not loved. You're not lovable. You'll never account for anything. The Lord is going to break every one of those things, not by your strength, but by his strength. The Lord is coming here tonight to impart something to you, to transform you and to change you. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to begin to pray for people right now. And um, we're just, we're just going to roll with this and let the Lord do his work. Okay. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus for every person here tonight. Lord, let the grace, let the fire of the Holy Ghost, let your strength come upon them, Lord, in every way that they have struggled in prisons. Lord, that they've been entombed in brokenness, entombed in a, in a slavery, slavery mindset, entombed in being rejected by people that are supposed to love them, entombed, Lord, by despair, and depression, entombed by inability. Lord, I pray right now that your impartation would come upon them all. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus for the power of the Holy Ghost to fill every one of them. Lord, every one of them who does not pray in tongues, Lord, I pray, come upon them right now. Come on, I break those generations of being religious. I break those those generations of of feeling alone, of, of not working hard enough. I break those generational things that have made, made you unable and unqualified. I break them right now. I break those, those, those generational spirits that have, that have caused you uh, to go back to the world. In the name of Jesus, I break it. I break it all in Jesus' name. I break it. I break through, Lord. I break them out of the prison cell. I break them out 
of the place of despair. I break them out, Lord, of loneliness. Lord, I break them out of worry and anxiety. I break them out in the name of Jesus. Lord, I break them out of, of uh, divorce. I break them out, Lord, of, of, of every spirit, Lord, that, that has worked to harness, Lord, them in a broken place. I break them out right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, pray. Pray. Right now, come on. The, the, the language, the, the gift of uh, languages is coming upon people in Jesus' name. Come on. Come on, umbilical cords. Come on, there's umbilical cords of faith coming into people right now. People are getting the revelation right now that it's not your strength, it's His strength. And His umbilical cord is feeding you faith right now. Come on, there's people in here who've never dreamed a dream and never had a vision. And the Lord right now is awakening dreams and visions into the hearts of the people. You're going to wake up and not know why you're praying. You're not going to wake up and why the gift of tongues is literally flowing through you. In the name of Jesus, you're going to wake up and say, surely the Lord is in this place. Come on, surely the Lord is in this place. Come on, come on, pray with me. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the School of the Holy Spirit. For more information or to request David at your church or conference, please go to davidcuppet.org. D-A-V-I-D-C-U-P-P-E-T-T dot O-R-G or fivestoneministries.org. You can also find the School of the Holy Spirit podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Charisma Magazine. For a deeper dive into the Holy Spirit, we encourage you to purchase David's new book entitled Wisdom-Filled Warriors, available on Amazon. We pray that you will encounter the Holy Spirit in a transforming way and become all that Christ has prophesied over your life.